Hello and welcome back to our REACH series. Uh, today I want to start off with asking us a question. How do you think it is best to reach people for the sake of the gospel? Now imagine we might answer this question in, in a few ways. Maybe we might think of inviting people to the Alpha course. Maybe you might think about inviting someone to church. Maybe if you're a young person in secondary school, you might think, oh, I can invite someone to New Day. Or maybe some of us are even going back to the first couple of sermons uh, that we've started in this series, thinking about asking and answering questions. Now, all of those are good things, but one of the things that I'm really hoping that each and every one of us are thinking about is the idea of eating together. And uh, what we see in the Bible is that this is a key way in which Jesus brings the gospel into people's lives. Andrew mentioned that in his first sermon where he said, uh, he showed us that uh, for Jesus's life, one of the ways in which he often brings the gospel is not necessarily in, a, in the temple or a structured meeting, but it is often around people's tables and people's meals. I don't know if you remember in 21 Days of Prayer, uh, Faria, who's one of our pastors at Catford, she preached about uh, worship and prayer. And she preached brilliantly, but she was also to sing incredibly and lead us in worship. I thought, oh, I wonder if I could eat and preach um, as, as a kind of way of, of kind of bringing it home. But I thought, no one wants to see that. So you can be encouraged. I won't be doing that today. But today, as we look at Luke chapter five, I want us to quickly define the idea of eating and hospitality, because I'll be using those words interchangeably through much of the sermon. When we look at uh, what hospitality means in a biblical sense, I think Hebrews 13 is one of the best ways to be able to define that for us. Hebrews 13 talks about hospitality as something that welcomes in the stranger and cares for the poor. So the idea of hospitality and eating with people is the idea of us moving towards those who are not like us. And I want us to bear that in mind as we continue today's sermon. And today what I want to do is I want to read the passage. I want to look at how Jesus talks about, the, uh, about hospitality and eating affecting three areas of life. And then I've got three points of application for us. So let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 5. And we'll start at verse 27. It says, After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with him. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples saying, why do you eat with why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them. He said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I've not, not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. This is the word of God. I want us to understand some key cultural elements that are at play in the story before we go on. I think firstly, the idea of meals and the idea of eating together. In Middle Eastern culture, and particularly in the first century, mealtimes were incredibly important. You see, mealtimes were the moments where you built your social network and were able to build deep, meaningful, meaningful friendships with people. 
You see, the idea of meals in, in the first century in the Middle East meant that you associated yourself with those people, that you were deeply connected with them. It wasn't just having a meal. It was a way of building trust, relationship, and a sense of community. But one of the things that uh, was a key marker of these feasts was that actually you would only have these feasts or these meals with people who were exactly like you. So that's probably why we can see other tax collectors there because it's Levi's house, it's Levi's uh, banquet really. So he was often probably inviting people who were exactly like him. Then I want us to understand again, uh, actually why the Pharisees asked the question about tax collectors and in such a uh, kind of uh, a way of looking down upon them. And that is because, as I'm sure many of us are aware, is that tax collectors were some of the most despised people in society. And the reason that was, was because they were employed by the Roman government to collect taxes. But one of the ways in which they uh, gained much of their wealth was that they got to decide how much extra tax that they could put on to be able to get their profit. And the Roman government didn't interfere. They said, so long as we get our cut, we don't care what you do. So they really got their wealth through extortion. And so, so they were often pushed out and marginalized by most people. And that prods the question here about, um, about really, Jesus, why are you eating with these people? Because the Pharisees, what they believed, and again, the importance of meals, that you could become ritually unclean by gathering with people like this. And then Jesus comes and he, he answers this incredible, he answers this question with that incredible analogy of a doctor and people who are ill, people who are sick. And so we, we can start to see here the importance of mealtimes and what they are. And we see in this passage that Jesus starts to teach us about the theology of eating and hospitality. Because what we see is that Jesus uh, moves beyond uh, the social norm to show us that eating with people to be able to reach them means to move towards people who are not like us. And I want us to uh, broaden our, our vision of what is hospitality? Because I don't know about you, but, uh, but when I hear the word hospitality or even eating together, I always think about it in a very structured way. I will message someone about a month in advance or maybe even longer because most of our calendars are so busy. You know, we'll say, oh, can you meet at this time on this day? And then people come over. We, we maybe start off with, uh, with, with a soft drink or something like that. And then we maybe sometimes move to the, to the dining room table. We have a meal, maybe a couple of courses, uh, share some good, uh, good conversation, and then we go. But what we see from the life of Jesus, and the reason I've looked at this passage in Luke 5, and because the passage is uh, also throughout Matthew and Mark, is because we see Jesus eat with people multiple times. But what Jesus starts to teach us in this passage, as well as the other passages, um, uh, the other eating passages in Luke, as well as Acts, is that hospitality is an attitude, not just an action. And I want that to be uh, a kind of also at the forefront of our minds as we think about hospitality. That it, that it is the attitude of being willing to move towards people who are not like us. It is good to have people in our home. We must have people in our homes. But it is not just about an event. It is about having a, a heart attitude of saying, I care for people who are not like me and I wanna share God's kingdom with them. So 
Let's move on uh, to, to where I see Jesus teach us three ways in which hospitality impacts the people around us. Firstly, hospitality impacts people in the life of the individual. What we see in verse 32 here, uh, or verse 31 and 32, where Jesus says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Often in, uh, in the Bible, when we read it, the last thing that is said is often one of the most important things that we want to take away. And what Jesus is doing here, he is starting with the good news, the gospel. Because that is where I want us to start today, understanding that for those of us who have put our trust in Jesus, we have seen the ultimate act of hospitality through the work of Jesus Christ. The fact that before we put our trust in Jesus, we were far off from God because of our sin. That we were like, uh, we were like people who were sick. Jesus, that's how Jesus describes sin. That we were people who were sick. We were strangers to God. That we lived a life that was in opposition to God, both in thought and action. But God showed us what ultimate hospitality was like. That he came down into the world and gave his body for us. So that you and I could be in relationship with the living God. That we were able to see lavish grace poured out upon us. That you and I, uh, that we will be able to, to boldly enter the throne room of grace because of Jesus. We see that hospitality changes the life of the individual. And that's exactly what happens to, to Levi right at the beginning. The encounter with Jesus, Jesus says, follow me. And his life is transformed and he leaves everything behind to follow Jesus. And that's what Jesus has done in our, in our lives. And the meal that we ultimately know and see Jesus' grace at work in our life is communion, breaking bread, the Lord's Supper. I want, I want that meal to, to invoke joy in us, to know that Jesus Christ has, has shown us what great hospitality is like. He moved towards those of us who were strangers and welcomed us in. And ultimately that is the thing that, that moves us uh, towards other people to move towards people, understanding God's grace in our own lives. There will be a moment to respond today, but if you're sat here and, and you aren't following Jesus, I want you to know that he has moved towards you. He loves you, he cares for you. If you're sat here and you, you, you're just thinking, oh God, text, where is God? He has shown you great hospitality because he is involved in your life. You can know peace, you can know joy, you can know comfort because of the hospitality Jesus has shown us as an individual. And I want us to start there because that's where Jesus, uh, he, he centers his conversation around. The fact that the good news of Jesus Christ is, in, is, is involved in the life of the individual, it transforms it. Hospitality is right at the center of the individual's life. But we then see that hospitality is supposed to go beyond just the individual that actually as a church, that we have a mission to be able to bring the kingdom of God and we can do so through hospitality. So we see hospitality in the life of the church. I particularly like this quote uh, from Freddie James Clark, who is an African-American theologian. And this is what he says about understanding hospitality and the church's mission. He says, God's people then are called to be imitators of God. We have been recipients of God's grace and care 
in turn, we are to act as God himself would mercifully act towards those who are aliens and strangers. That is the church's mission, that out of understanding the hospitality and the life of the individual as us, as individuals, we then have a mission to bring God's kingdom, to welcome strangers wherever we are. You know, a statistic that I read in preparing the sermon is that 49% of the UK population has experienced loneliness in some shape or form. And what Christianity and hospitality does is that it it remedies that solution of people's loneliness. Because one thing that the pandemic showed us is that things like groups are good, uh, Sundays are good, but as human beings, we are craving deeper connection beyond that. And as as the church, we have the ability to reach across those boundaries outside of those structured moments like Jesus does and meet people and help provide a sense of community. And that is what, what, what Christ does for us, that we, he helps and compels us to move towards people, to create community also within the church. So I, I wanna ask us, what does it look like for us to create moments of hospitality and eating together in the church? You know, the Invited series that we did a few years back, that was a great impetus for being able to to have people in your home, people who are different to you, people who are strangers. And this is a key marker, people who are different to you, who you might not necessarily hang out with. But that is where we see Jesus at work. I just wanna share a quick story of how I've seen uh, this idea of, of the church being involved in the life of the individual and creating community. So my story is very much that I had a youth leader when I was 15 years old who sat with me week on week um, and what he could afford was a cup of coffee and a toasted sandwich. But he sat with me week on week, had a meal with me and he, he spoke to me about what it meant to follow Jesus, what it meant to, to experience Jesus in the highs and lows of life. And I know that without him, without the church that we were part of, I would not be standing here. Uh, I would not be standing here about without God using those people. So we see that hospitality in the life of the church has great power. And Joe also shared that as his, sto- uh, his story and for his family. And I know many of you will be able to share the same story about the church being a vital part of, of the reason you're here, the reason you are following Jesus. And that is because that is how God has intended it, that through the church, we mirror God to people. But we also see that Uh, particularly through Luke and the book of Acts, is uh, the mission of the church is not just for the church, but it's also to be a place of justice in the world. We see hospitality at work in the life of the world. And uh, one of the things that I love that our church does, and I say this every time I preach because I'm always amazed by it, is the fact that we do the feast where there are people who are in need and the church moves towards them and provides a meal for them and people experience the gospel. And that is good, but I want us to think about moving beyond that. That is not just for those of us on the feast team, so Alex and that team, but we all have a part to play in the world of welcoming in strangers. And I think one of the ways that I was most aware of this is particularly for those of us who live in London, the idea of, the idea of immigration. You know, we have lots of people from lots of different countries 
And one of the things that we often hear from people who've moved from different countries is that they often feel lonely. And, and lots of the time when people come from other countries, they don't always follow Jesus. And so you and I have a great opportunity on our doorstep in London, a diverse city, being able to bring God's kingdom to those around us. So could I, I want again ask you, what does it look like for you to have conversations and make time for people, have people in your home who are different to you, in your workplace, in your schools, in your colleges, in your friendship groups, wherever you find yourself. People who, who might consider themselves strangers in community, in the community that you find yourself in. How can you welcome them in? So we've looked at hospitality in the life of the individual, in the life of the church and in the world. I now wanna look at what it means to practically do this. And I've got three Ps, which I hope will help uh, kind of land it all together and give us some practical ideas of what it looks like. So the first one is pause. Now, I'm sure we'll all agree that our calendars are extremely full. You know, uh, even I said uh, earlier, just trying to find a date with someone, it's got to often be three or four months in advance. I've even already got some dates for, for 2026. And I thought, gosh, Tex, what is going on? Um, but, uh, you know, I realised we, we live in a busy, fast-paced life. But what we can learn from the life of Jesus is that we need to be able to slow down to be able to share uh, the gospel with people. You know, uh, one of the things I, I've noticed about the life of Jesus as I've read the gospels is that Jesus very rarely plans to go somewhere uh, to meet people and talk about a particular thing. Have you always noticed that Jesus often transforms people's lives on his way to do something, to do something else? Because what Jesus is doing is that he is fitting in the idea of bringing the gospel into his everyday life. Like the man who is blind, he, he sees him on the side of the street as he's walking to another town. And then he stops, even with Levi. He is walking at the edge of the lake and he sees him there. And then he meets him. So for us, I want us to, to think, what does it look like to slow down in our lives, to be able to have people in our homes? But maybe even, I think a way to slow down and with people we see every week is our lunch times at work or school. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can very quickly say, oh, I've got too much work, let me have my lunch at my desk. But why don't we consider, what does it look like to slow down every day in our lunchtime that, we, that we're provided to sit with someone? and talk to, them about the, uh, talk to them about the gospel. But ideally we do need to pause because uh, that is the only way we're going to be able to bring God's kingdom is to slow down for people. The second thing I want to look at is to participate in the seasons of life with people. And I think this is a really easy way to be able to show hospitality at work. Um, and to think about the seasons of life, and Jesus often does this, uh, the wedding at Canaan, uh, he often goes to funerals, um, or even now he, he goes to this banquet that, uh, that Levi is hosting. But Jesus notices the seasons of life and he thinks, I can, uh, I can participate in that one. So maybe you know someone who's had a baby. Could you bring them a meal? Uh, you know, could that be a way that you show hospitality in that way? Uh, maybe you, you know someone who... Maybe they've had a bereavement in the family. Could you provide a meal like that? But maybe even think about hospitality a little bit, again, broader than just meals. 
Um, if you know someone who is really busy and, and you could help by cleaning their house, you know, could that be an act of hospitality? One of the ways that I've found uh, being able to help people is um, one of my friends, for whatever reason, their car battery kept dying. Um, but I often found myself being able to, they would phone me and say, Tex, uh, would you be able to just come in, because uh, I know you've got jumper cables, would you be able to come and jumpstart a car for me? And I said, oh yeah, mate, no worry, I can be there. It did require me to pause, slightly divert what I was going to do that day, but I was able to show them the gospel through participating in, in that season of life. I also think it's really important for us to be able to participate in the communities that we're in. Um, the sermon that Hillary and Andrew shared about uh, uh, a few weeks ago about uh, answering questions, one of the key things about that was knowing your audience. And uh, Emma and I know a family who have church planted a church up north um, in the north of England. And um, they were from uh, 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 an area down south and uh, they, were, they are quite a middle-class family. And one of the things that they were used to in terms of hospitality was having dinner parties. And so they were often free course meals um, that they would have. And again, a little, bit ha uh, a little bit similar to what I described right at the beginning. You know, you have your three course meal, there's some good conversation, and then it, it kind of, you know, it, oh, it's time to go, that sort of thing. But they then moved onto a council estate up north. And initially, they were having these dinner parties and are having free course meals. And what started to happen was that they initially were getting a few invites from other people, but they were then having people come, but people stopped coming because what they were doing was alien to the people around them. And what they found was the best way to share the gospel was just to know their audience and say, hey, do you wanna come over for a fish finger sandwich? Because that was something that that community did. And that is an element that I want us to be aware of about hospitality. Please don't let the idea of what you have limit you. Don't feel that you've got to put on uh, you know, a three course meal. Uh, often we see Jesus, people just give him a cup of water. That's, that is all you need to, to show hospitality. Maybe for some of us, we think, oh, my house isn't as, as together as it should be. Don't let, that be. don't let that be a barrier to you. You know, just have, use what you have to share the gospel. And I think a really important way to participate in people's lives is that it's a two-way street. It's not just oh, I have something to give. Because sometimes I think as Christians, we can um, unconsciously have a kind of air of superiority because we're always the hosts. But what we see here in Jesus is that he goes to Levi's feast. He is a recipient. So can you consider what does it look like to also receive from people around you? I think one of the best places to do this is in, um, is in literally with our neighbors. So how can you serve your neighbors but how can you also depend on them? You know, could uh, you ask your neighbor for, for some milk? You know, could you say, oh, rather than uh, maybe quickly run into the shop, or in my case, um, I quite enjoy the, the kind of grocery deliveries that you can do on Uber Eats. And uh, sometimes uh, it is a bit ridiculous and I shouldn't be doing it. But actually, could I depend on my neighbors in that sort of way? But actually what that does is it builds a connection with them, showing I need them and they need me. And it opens doors to be able to share the gospel. So we've looked at pausing, participating, and now I wanna look at proclaiming. 
And when I uh, talk about proclaiming here, um, I want us to think about proclaiming as in speaking about the good news of Jesus and often that looks at what's in our lives, but also to listen. Do you know, I think that is one of the, the strongest emphases or one of the strongest pillars of the Alpha Course. You know, the content, the talk content is good. Um, but the reason people often come to faith through the Alpha Course is because they eat together every single week, but then there's an opportunity to share dialogue, that they're able to have people say, oh, this is what I believe. And then you say, oh, this is what I think could happen. So we need to be able to pause, participate in people's lives, but then also not just have it be a moment where we're focused on necessarily content, but understanding that the dialogue, uh, the, pro the proclaiming of the gospel and having people share what they think about that is a vital part of, of having people being reached for the gospel. And I, I do just uh, wanna uh, end off this little section with us just being a bit real about um, hospitality and eating with people. I don't know about you, but if you've ever had a meal time with your family or, or people that you know quite well, that there are often moments of awkwardness, right? So uh, for me, uh, I vividly remember having a meal with my family and uh, it, was, it started off very well, but then it got onto a very contentious subject and it got so bad that I ended up kind of not finishing my meal and leaving. You know, the church is often described as a family and families are tricky. And so uh, I want us to be aware that as we, uh, as we endeavor on this journey of hospitality, it won't be easy, that there will be moments of difficulty, pain. But again, like moments on the Alpha Course, is what you're doing is you are hearing people's pain you're being able to sit with them, not answer every question. And that is a key element of hospitality, that we are able to hold people, listen, comfort, live with them through the seasons of life. So we've looked at pausing, participating and proclaiming. And today what I want to end with is ultimately that reminder of God's lavish grace in our own lives. Because if we, uh, if we miss that, we can very quickly fall into action, not attitude, like I spoke about earlier. So I want us to end up reminding us that Jesus Christ has shown us his grace in our lives, that he has shown us what true hospitality is like. And for that to be the platform that we do everything, to know that you are loved by God, that he has welcomed you in. You were once a stranger, but you are now a child of God. If you're not following Jesus, there's going to be an opportunity to respond, to step into that family of God. But let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you so much that you first loved us. Thank you so much that you showed us what true hospitality is like by giving your body that was broken for us, your blood that was shed for us, that meal. God, I do pray that you would bring uh, to mind the joy of our salvation. And as a result, we would be compelled to sit and eat with people, care for people, and show them your love, your mercy, the way that you showed it to us. In Jesus' name, amen.